gentlemen, welcome to another Katara's Cafe here on the Starting Five. All right, so I have a very special show going on or series show. I have the authors or authoresses of the Lunchtime Chronicles coming on with me for the next um, few days. So I'm excited about that. And my special guest today is authoress L. Lauren. How are you? Wonderful. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. And um, just so happens, I have a few, ladies and gentlemen, I have a few books from L. Lauren. So um, I, we will be discussing three of them on this show, including the one where she, um, um, Honey Dripper. <laughs> See, and I, I've read too many books here, but Honey Dripper, um, which is a part of the Lunchtime Chronicles. All right. All right now. And, um, and, and, uh, and, and Ellen, um, did you, when did you want, knew that you wanted to become a um, author? I've always known that I wanted to write. However, I didn't embrace it until I turned in my 40s. So as a child, I've I wrote in diaries. I made up stories all the time in my head. I would tell stories to my dolls. Um, I did great in literature class and the teachers were always like, oh, you should write more. But for some reason I resisted writing and showing it to the world. And then eventually in my forties, I was like, you know what, enough of this. You have to live, you have to do what you're supposed to do. And I finally, wrote my first erotic romance novel and put it out. And ever since then, I've been loving it. <laughs> Life is so much better now that you live, you're living in your truth, so. Right, nice, Is that that's exactly uh, true there. And um, what were your dreams and goals um, before? Well, you, I know you wanted to be a writer, but what were your dreams and goals besides that? Well, when I was younger, I always let people influence what I wanted to do. Like my mom, she wanted me to go into healthcare. So I did a little stint where I was a CNA for a minute. I hated it. It was not for me. Um, and then I've always been like, when I was younger, I played sports. So I was like, oh, I'm going to be the first woman in the NBA. And that was one of my dreams. But uh, no, that didn't work out either. <laughs> Um, they did develop the WNBA when I was in college, but, but by that time I had already focused on my degree in business, and then I was going to be a CEO of a major corporation. And I was going to, I went the corporate world, and I figured out, you know what, this isn't for you either. Do what you're supposed to do. So I encourage all of the listeners. You always have something in the back of your head that you're supposed to do, and it's always going to tell you. Listen to it. Don't waste time trying to do something else. Do what you're supposed to do. Nice. Very good. Yeah. And, and you're absolutely right because you're going to be miserable and then you're you're going to be wondering why you're getting upset over something that you know, you, you know, something that you may be good at, but it's not your dream. So very good with that. Yes. And what were some of your obstacles in becoming a writing or starting your writing career? 
The biggest obstacle was myself. Um, I'm pretty shy when it comes to other people reading my work. And I don't like being in front of big crowds or anything like that. So I always shied away from people reading my work. But once I let let go of that anxiety, it's it was the best thing I could do, I could tell you. I put the work out and then people I started getting feedback. Of course you're gonna get negative feedback, but the the readers that you gain and the ones that start loving your work, it's totally worth all the negative ones that you get and they outweigh the negative you really do nice yes and um what were some of your influences in writing your books well i always give credit to twyla turner um when i read her first her scars series that was the first time i've read an erotic romance novel and I fell in love with the genre. Um, interracial romance, I was like, oh my God. Okay, now is the time, you have to write your book. I was so excited after reading that series that that kickstarted me into writing. I made nice. myself do it after that. <laughs> and I love me some Twyla Turner. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny you should mention that. Shout out to Twyla Turner. She was on my show probably two or three years ago and she's great um and and i actually read that book before meeting her myself um read that series and and very uh a lot of issues going on a lot of things <laughs> that um obviously connected to the end so i can understand that that book and and her other books are great she brings her own style and and i loved how she she went to was it Scotland a year yeah. ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Okay. And, you know, she did a blog and that was, that was great too. And, and, and great little tips and advice she gave. So she's one of these, these, these great authors that will speak out and everything. So shout out to her. Um, and what are some of your future goals as a writer and what other projects are you into? I would love to get that USA Today title behind my name. So that's one of the major goals I have. Um, I'm always striving to work with other authors and support their work. So um, for next year, I have a few projects that I really want to work on. Um, I can't really talk about them. One in particular I can't speak on, but I have a few coming up next year that I have really wanted to do. Um, I'm always thriving to get better as a writer. So I want to do that. And I also want to expand my work in podcasts. Um, I am a co-author or a co-host on Sierra London's podcast, The Women on Words. And I have a lot of fun doing that. So that is something I'm going to look into doing more of. Nice. Good. And, and that's great. And, and shout out to Sierra. I was just talking with her and did her interview yesterday. So shout out to her. Shout out to women of words. That is my official, when they started, that was my official um, sister 
podcast uh, thing. Because <laughs> I'm lack of better words, it's late right now. But uh, no, but yeah, we are sister official sister podcast. So it's great um, promoting them, and it's great seeing them um, interview great people and great seeing you interview great people. So that's great. <laughs> Good, and um, I'm going to go right into. Uh, blind spot and many of my uh, guests and, and, and Facebook friends know I love a good paranormal fantasy so this one I loved um, oh wow thanks yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and tell me about that because um, I know you you chose well some of us know but a lot of a lot it's not necess- the the stories of Cyclops is not necessarily um, I want to say mainstream or I want to mm-hmm. say common. So tell me uh, about your, um, what made you want to write about uh, uh, a Cyclops as the villain? I've oh. always um, tried to stay outside of the box when I do things. And I read the story about Cyclops. And as I was reading it, I'm like, wait, they go into the Cyclops' home they break in, they eat up his food, they steal his stuff, and then when he catches them, he becomes the villain. How does that happen? <laughs> so I've always felt like he was misunderstood. And I thought, hmm, this is a good villain character to, to do a twist on. Because in the book, I tried to make her the misunderstood character and show parallels between her being called a villain, but she's actually not a villain. And the parallel between black people in America now, where we're always seen as a villain just because we're brown, black, whatever we do, we when we step outside of the door, we're villains, no matter what we do. We could have a suit on, uh, we could be a, a senator or a CEO, but we're still seen as a villain. So I wanted to do parallels with her and, you know, kind of give her some of that civil rights stuff that's happening now in the world. Nice, nice. Yeah, very, very creative story. Um, And before we go further, um, am I confusing this, but are Cyclops, are they creations of Poseidon or am I getting... Um, oh, it's, Poseidon was part of it, but um, he was like their considered like their father. Okay. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I was there. Yeah. Um. Good. Good. And 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 I like that twist you did in there. As far as um, I you know I recognize there there was some tension. Um, and and I like I recognize the parallel with black women. So I did like that. I enjoyed that story a lot. Um, tell me how it was the influence of her friend. Um, how, how did you come out with, with her having a friend? And, and a, I guess she was a ride or die friend, <laughs> literally. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, her, I knew she, Cyclops would normally be, you know, just stay to themselves. And I wanted her to, to have some kind of quality that the, the reader actually bonded with and you have to have some kind of friend or a sidekick or you need somebody a villain needs a sidekick 
And so they're going to do her dirty work or at least do some research to help her out. So I gave her um, the best friend that she met in a restaurant where she wasn't able to sit down and eat. And I wanted the, the best friend to be there to show some kind of human qualities in her where she can actually befriend someone. She's not actually a mean beast that's just going to eat you alive like the Cyclops is portrayed in the stories. Right, right. Yeah, good, good. Yeah, very, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you you, you get Blind Spot, very creative. Um, um, I may be biased because I love a good fantasy, but this was this, and I think I said this on my review, um, it got me more interested in learning more about Cyclops. And, well, thank you. And, and, their, and their backstory. So, you know, make sure you check out that story. Great. Okay. And I'm going to hop right into uh, the main book of our interview, Honey Dripper. Tell hey. me about that. <laughs> Honey Dripper is um, my first book this series or this season in the Lunchtime Chronicles and it involves a young man named Grant who owns a bookstore and he um, is single of course and he has a secret life where he's a writer but as the he writes romance as a man he's in a um, motorcycle club and he doesn't want his motorcycle club members to know that he writes romance so he has a pseudonym as a female name samantha moans so he comes up with that and he pretends well his he writes as samantha moans as a woman and it has to be a secret from everybody and then the heroine in the move in the book um, I said movie because I see it as a movie in my head. But the heroine in a book, in the book, her name is Ruby, and she is like the super fan of Samantha Moans. So she loves all of his work, and his publisher has put out a surprise copy of his latest book called Honey Dripper. She's calling everywhere across the the city, state, whatever. She's trying to get a copy of that book. And she can't get it. So she finally finds one. When she gets to the store, hmm, they just sold it because she missed her deadline to get there. So that shows, um, that leads into her meeting Grant, who is the store owner, because she asks for a manager after she shows up and shows out a little bit <laughs> on the <laughs> store clerk. So that starts their whirlwind love affair. Nice, nice. And how does that connect to uh, Mandy's character without giving a lot away? Because I think I will know. Uh, how does that that connect? Just, just generally, how does that connect with with Mandy or the other Lunchtime Chronicles? Okay. Well, Mandy is the one that drops the surprise um, publishing of the book so that's she follows Mandy's page religiously and she's at work supposed to be working but she's on Mandy's page and she sees that the book is coming out and she has to have it so she uses her lunch time her lunch hour to go and find the book <laughs> <laughs> so I tied it in that way 
great. And and what made you want to come up with that that story for for lunchtime? Really, I saw the the gentleman that's on the cover. He is it's a stock photo that I've ran across, and I was like, oh, he looks British to me. So I gave him a British accent, but he's American. So I wanted him um, to have a backstory of, well, he was sent over to to Great Britain and he picked up the accent mm-hmm. when he was a kid. Um, the development came from just that, that picture actually. And then I found the, I always find my visual inspiration. I found the lady to match him. And from there, the story developed. Nice, nice. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you get uh, Honey Dripper. That that that's uh, season three of Lunchtime Chronicles seems to be very spicy and very sizzling. <laughs> so you don't want to miss that. So, and then I'm going to go into another book of yours. Um, and I actually have a few books of yours, but I'm only going to do those for now. Um, Tennessee Whiskey. Tell me about that one. Tennessee's Whiskey seems to be like a fan favorite. I wrote that as a part of a anthology, but the anthology never happened. It kind of dissolved. And so I was like, well, I got to put this story out because I love it so much. And pretty much the song, the title came from the song, Tennessee Whiskey. And it just developed from there. Um, you have a young lady who is nicknamed Tennessee, who is out, of, out, on, out on her luck. She's a student. Um, her financial aid hasn't come in yet, and she needs to pay her rent. So she has to find a job that's going to pay right away. So she doesn't have to wait. So she stumbles into a redneck bar because she sees they're packed Every Thursday night, it was a Thursday night, she's like, let me go in here and see if I can grab a job. Well, she decides when she gets in there that she's not going to ask. She's just going to become an employee. So she starts waiting on tables and starts getting tips. And, you know, there's bikers in there and rednecks and they don't, you know, there's no anger or anything towards her. So she just takes over. The bartender gives her the drinks when she orders it. Because that night, his waitress did not show up to work. And um, it develops from there. The bartender is actually nicknamed Whiskey. It's his bar. He's not just the bartender. So mm-hmm. he's the owner. And it develops from there. He and um, Tennessee get into this relationship. And she meets his son. And... Um, his little boy is just like the cutest little thing. I love him. <laughs> He's so cute. Um, and they have this whirlwind relationship. I, it's it's not a slow burn at all. They go right into uh, the hot sex, the instant relationship, and they fall in love. And there's some twists and turns along the way that I won't give away. I want you to read the book. Mm-hmm. And I developed it now as a three book series so i have another book that should be out by next year um beginning of next year and then the third 
installment will be out as well. However, in the meantime, because I know a lot of people have been asking for the sequel. In the meantime, to tide you over, my second book in the Lunchtime Chronicles will have to do with his brother, who is actually in the book. And the brother in the book tries to kill Whiskey. So we're going to see his story in Southern Comfort. And that comes out this month, later this month. So that'll hold you over until the, the next sequel for Whiskey. Wow. And, and, and that's that's great. And how um, how do you I, I have a lot of questions, but um, how do you get your your one that I noticed you 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 can bring out a book back to back to back? How are you able to do that? Is, is it just like scheduling time to write, edit and then move on? Or do you have a secret <laughs> there's definitely no secret um i should be bald-headed right now i'm very tired <laughs> so no i i write it back to back um i usually try to to write them ahead of time but this year for some reason i cannot do it so i've been stressing trying to meet my de deadlines and just writing sit down and write i write full time so that helps that i don't have another job and i just write that's all I do. <laughs> I write, promote, and market. Run a business. That's it. Right. And 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 ladies and gentlemen, that's that's part of writing a book. Uh, make no mistake of that. Um, <laughs> for those who don't know, um, I do promote, help promote authors. As that's my side hustle. Um, I got into. I, I kid you not, Lauren. I first when I was do. I was I was still working in the hospital. Um, you know, so when you said you had CD, I can understand. I, 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 I'm a former x-ray tech and um, I was like, I, I always enjoyed reading. And I'm like, and so I started, you know, uh, I think part of giveaways and you know how, I think, you know, I get very competitive was to promote books. So I was, I was promoting books and, 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 and for some reason I was getting invited to all these groups. And so, and I just did it then just to help out authors and, you know, win prizes. And then I thought to myself, is there a way I can make money off of this? And I was just mm -hmm. thinking out, you know, not really thinking that I, I, I just assumed it didn't. And I, I forgot how I was able to do that. I think I ran into um, D, who was another VPA, and 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 you know took it from there. And then I I um I I think you can say I uh, practiced under another uh, author VPA. Uh, I, I I guess you could say I apprenticed under her um, in, to to get the feel for it. So. This is, uh, you know, ladies, um, and I say all that because that is some authors need that help and there's nothing wrong with that, of course, you know, and it, you know, it, it, it's in, that's part of writing a story and that's part of being an author is to write and to market. I see Ellen marketing her book. I see her always in giveaways. I probably competed in her 10,000, a few, uh, 10 or 20 giveaways of hers because that's how I got a whole bunch of books from her. But that that's part of it. And, and, and you need to know that. And, and crying about it online is not <laughs> going to help. And I'm not, you know, 
usually my authors that come on, they, they are not doing that. But I see other people when I promote, they're crying to them. Nobody's buying my books. And I'm like, well, nobody knows you. <laughs> so that, that, that's, that's, that's part of that. I wanted to highlight that since um, Ellen brought that up. And speaking of that, you can catch her different places. I caught her before I even knew her. I caught her in different <laughs> parties and stuff. So she's around. So make sure you hit her up. All right. And so again, she, she has a lot of books out. Um, another question I wanted to ask you is, and this is I ask all authors, but since you already write in that genre, are you going to do more paranormal and fantasy books? Oh my god. Let's see. Paranormal is not my thing. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna I love the Once Upon a Villain series. And Siren is my girl. So I'm like, okay, I'll write in that series. But I don't know. <laughs> um, it'll have to be a, a really good story because um paranormal makes me uncomfortable. It's like so outside of my comfort zone. Uh-huh. And it stresses me <laughs> to write a paranormal book. So when you said you enjoyed blind spot, I'm like, oh, thank God, because <laughs> I didn't know what. <laughs> I was like really stressed with that one because nice. it was outside of the box and it was an unusual character. And I'm like, I, only thing I had to go by were the old Greek tales. I didn't have any anything new or fresh to go on so I had to make up my own stuff mm-hmm. and that's oh, that the beauty, right <laughs> <laughs> that is the beauty of fantasy paranormal and also sci-fi as well is you can make up something in your world and you can't because you know a, a, a cyclops is not going to knock on your door and say well you know you're you're portraying cyclops wrong no they're not going to do that that's the bet that's um the beauty of that and and ladies and gentlemen for her to say that i'm surprised because that book was good <laughs> so i'm 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 very surprised all right i think i have like two more questions for you um uh and you answered partly i know you have any future projects that don't necessarily have to do with books that you can speak about Oh, you're on mute. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, no. Um, I would love to have a project that has screenwriting involved, but that I'm still learning. So um, right now, everything involves books. Okay. So I don't know. And and that's good. That's good. I've, I've talked to some other authors and they're interested in getting into screenwriting. Um, and after the show, I'll, I'll give you a name and, and perhaps he may be able to help you. He's another author that's in that. All right, good. That's great. And my last question is, um, any advice for aspiring authors such as myself? Oh, well, my advice is do not wait. Write your book, put it out. Because if you love it, somebody else is going to. Um, always make sure that you love the story because it translates in the, in your writing. If if you're rushed, if you're bored, if you're in love with the the characters, all of that translates. So 
always, always, always be true and write what you love and don't give up just because you get a bad review. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to get them. There are people out there that just live to give you a bad review. Um, and they don't care. <laughs> they, they will just sit there and they'll pick your book and they'll give you a bad review. And they haven't even read it. And it's funny. So you have to have a thick skin. Um, I, I had a book that was on pre, pre-order once and the lady gave it a one star. And I'm like, ma'am, this hasn't even come out yet. How are you giving it one star? So just be aware that there are people out there that do that. It has no reflection on your actual talent. As long as you love what you're doing, it translates into your story and is going to identify with your readers. Right. Um, very good advice. Thank you. And, and she is right. Um, I don't, uh, to be honest with you, I don't even look at reviews. Um, the only time I look at reviews is after I read the book and I want to make sure I'm saying some things correctly without giving a lot away. I don't look at a review beforehand, not for my indie authors, especially the ones that, that I know are going to be good. Like when Blind Spot came out, I, I, I think either I pre-ordered it or I jumped on it and I got it. I don't even know, you know, that that's that's how I am with the authors I know. I now now I will say I will look at some reviews on famous books like uh what is that? 50 Shades of Grades. I looked at that. I wasn't interested in that book for some reason. I'm just not interested in that book, but I looked at those reviews or famous books like that. I'll look at their reviews. But if it's like an indie author, I already know to ignore it. Um because people will destroy you. Um, and, and, and that's another thing. Um, make sure you have a good editor, ladies and gentlemen, or and, and, and proofreader. Pay that extra. And yes, that's going to cost some money, but pay that extra thing. I think I was telling some people on, um, I was on a writer's workshop and it was, you know, more Christian um uh, books. So there were future Christian writers, and I even then, and and their their books are a little a little bit different if you're doing devotionals. But I I stressed that to them, and when when we were um, in, writing in the um, chat when I was on a Zoom, I said, get an editor because you will get destroyed on Amazon. Whether you have a Christian book, any type <laughs> of book, you will get destroyed. And you will not like that. Um, so, so always that that's important. Now, just like El Lauren said, people are going to talk junk anyway. You know, you have to have thick skin because um, I've read some of these reviews and I'm like, what the heck is wrong with y'all? <laughs> are y'all, <laughs> you know? And 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 that's another thing. Us as readers. Um, we can be harsh. Now, if, if let's say, for example, I read something about um, with uh, Ellen book by Ellen, and I notice formats off, or I notice that grammar is a little, uh, a little bit too much. I'm going to tell her, I am not going to tell her on that because that's silly. I, I want her to do better. Um, and, and, and I'd rather say it privately so she can, because it may be something wrong that she can 
fixed automatically. Um, um, so, so be mindful of that, readers. Um, don't don't chop up a book when all you can do is just leave a, a, a private message or to her email and say, "Hey, I know some mistakes. You may want to fix that." Boom, 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 or whatever. Because it's 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 one thing to be constructive criticism. It's another thing just to be outright criticized, just to criticize. That's that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's not helpful. And believe it or not, <laughs> authors, well, more more times than not, authors will welcome the feedback because mm -hmm. we want to, we strive to make sure that your reading experience is great and we want to fix any issues. Right. That's true, too. That's true, too. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, this has been a great interview. Um, wow. And it went fast, which is a good thing as well. Great. <laughs> okay. Um, and tell us where we can get, we can um, read all of your books. Where are all your books? All of my books are on Amazon. Um, most of them are in Kindle Unlimited. So if you have Kindle Unlimited, you can just keep on reading. Mm -hmm. um, you can visit my website. Um, it's ellorenwriter.com. And you can purchase my um, Love Rodica journal there. Right now, it's on sale. So if you go to to the website, it's only on sale on my website. So if you go to Amazon, you'll pay a little bit more. Um, that's it. Social media, I'm all over the place. Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, <laughs> Twitter, everywhere. So Nice, nice. So ladies and gentlemen, make sure you hit her up. Make sure you hit up, uh, you get Blind Spot, especially get... Um, Honey Dripper and get Tennessee Whiskey as well. You will not be uh, disappointed, um, especially for my romance uh, readers. Y'all are going to love this. Okay. Now you've got, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to the end of the show. Once again, thank you, Ellerin, for coming on. Thank you thank very you. much. Yep. I appreciate you having me. Oh, no problem at all. I will have the other, um, I know I have Posey and Kata. I'm gonna make sure I said that's Kita, 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 Kita. Kita. Mm -hmm. okay. I have Posey and Kita coming on up as well. Um, and near the end of December, we, me and Sierra are working on having everybody who, who on this, on season three, all the authors on season three on a, uh, a show like this. Soon. so be prepared for that and also also be make tomorrow saturday or well by the time you guys listen to this it will be after saturday but make sure you hit up um our political show here on the starting five as well tomorrow or this saturday it's gonna be we we had to uh, move it forward because as you know the election is a little bit different this year <laughs> so <laughs> we'll be discussing that but usually you can hit us Wednesday live at 9 o'clock so make sure you hit that up alright ladies and gentlemen we've come to the end of the show everyone take care be safe and have a great weekend